In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today, we celebrate the octave day of Christmas. Depending on which books of the 20th century you happen to have in hand, we also celebrate the circumcision of the Lord. We also celebrate the solemnity of Mary, the mother of God. And we're also marking the beginning of a new year. And the church puts on our lips today the prayer of the Veni Creator Spiritus, offering us the possibility of a plenary indulgence when that prayer is offered with the right intention under the usual circumstances. At first glance, it might seem a hodgepodge, the octave day, the circumcision, the motherhood of Mary, the new year, and the Holy Spirit. But let's presume for a second that what the church does makes sense. The octave day comes from the significance of the seventh day. Seven in the Old Testament was associated with the establishing of a covenant or the renewal of a covenant. And so this baby boy having been born seven days later was inscribed or literally circumscribed into the covenant with Abraham, making him a son of Abraham. And that really is the event. As we celebrate the infancy of our Lord, his nativity, and all the events associated with it, we're following a chronological observance of the events of the beginning of his earthly life. On the eighth day of his life, seven days after he was born, Joseph, as the father of the house, circumcised the boy and gave him his name. And so in a real way, something significant happens beyond all the significance of the traditional Jewish ceremonies and the significance of the covenant with Abraham. On a mystical level, now that we're in the presence of the eternally begotten Son of God, God himself, the Word made flesh, the Word incarnate, in sacred scripture, this is the very first act by which St. Joseph governs Jesus. Up until now, he has been under Mary's protection in her womb, inseparable from her, as we imagine the shepherds coming to adore him and, and finding him in her arms. And so in a very real way, we enter into a new dimension of the manifestation of God's humility. Jesus Christ is born of Mary. She is his mother. And St. Joseph will rule him as his father. And yet, on behalf of God the Father, instructed by angels, he gives him the name not of his own choosing, he gives him the name that was chosen by God in heaven. And at that seemingly ordinary name, Yeshua is the same as Joshua. Would have been, would have been the name you heard almost every third or every fourth time uh, you addressed a male. And so it could seem as though we have a, a dichotomy between emphasis on the circumcision and the fatherhood of Joseph governing this little baby boy, and the motherhood of Mary as a separate. Celebration is a separate dimension. Yet when we really consider it, what is 
What is every father's wish? That his children grow up to honor and love their mother. And what is every mother's wish, especially for her sons? That they grow up to honor and become like their fathers. When we ask the question, who is this boy that's being circumcised, to be reminded of what really is happening here, the easiest way to identify the baby in the manger is by giving the correct title to his mother and honoring him by referring to her as the mother of God. This baby that's just been born on the eighth day of his earthly life out of the womb really is the son of this woman. Everything that a mother gives a child, she gave him. A human body, a human soul, a human will, a human nature, a human intellect. And yet she's not the mother of the Trinity. She's not the mother of divinity. She's only 2,000-some years old. The one to whom she gave birth, the one to whom she gave humanity, is God himself, the eternally begotten Son of God who has existed from all eternity. He received from her humanity. He really is God, and she really is his mother. These two mysteries allied perfectly because we have God himself, an uncreated divine substance, utterly different from the created substances of which we are made. So perfectly different that God and man can exist in the same person, the same divine person, without conflict. The same mystery makes it possible for us to be in communion with him as human beings, as human persons, We will receive him and God will dwell inside of us. But it's not as though there are parts of us that will have to uh, disappear or somehow move aside because something is competing for space. But our soul can receive divinity. In fact, it was made to do so. Fittingly enough, all these events happen to allied with the beginning of a new year. And so although we're not here to celebrate the new year per se, and as much as the church occasionally tries to stamp out pagan holidays by superimposing upon them Christian holy days, that's not exactly the purpose, although it does serve that to one degree or another. We can still reflect for a moment on how the natural order and the supernatural order in the Incarnation are united. Joseph will be our Lord's father in the natural order, and Jesus will be governed. And yet Joseph does so at the instruction of heaven. In a similar way, the church serves to govern God's people, but simply for a supernatural purpose, to lead us to heaven. And so we have a liturgical calendar which marks our holy days. We also have an ordinary calendar. And as much as it existed before the church came about, the church not only adopted it and decided to employ it, but made it its own and made it a Christian calendar. And so these months now 
count the years since our Lord's incarnation. And so in the passage of time over the course of history, we play a role, an ordinary role and a supernatural role. We govern this time that's been given us, but we govern it at God's instruction and for his benefit, for his purpose. And as much as a good father wants, wants his children to, to be loving towards their mother and vice versa, we who have something to govern or some ones to govern want nothing more for them than, than to be one with the Father in heaven. And so we pray that the Holy Spirit govern and guide these days and this time and that this year may lead us closer to the fulfillment of all God's promises. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.